Hello and welcome back to the Shot to Years podcast for a segment we workshopped over the weekend and we're glad to make it happen. Uh, we don't know what we're calling it quite yet, but happy to bring you the first version of that in our second episode ever. There's a few reasons for this segment. First, while we go over some of the greatest years in CCU athletics, obviously there are going to be some singular student athletes, performances, moments, and records that need to be talked about. We could talk about the 2016 Raleigh Regional for hours, that final drive to beat JMU in 2005, or Leah Hardiman's four years of dominance on the volleyball court. And there's so many more memories that don't just fit within one season. It also allows us to stay current, not just rely on the past when CCU athletics kick back up. We can use our Mondays to discuss the great achievements of our current student athletes and programs. And lastly, the algorithm loves more episodes, so we're going to give them more episodes, and that means we're going to give you, Teal Nation, more episodes. More episodes also comes from more viewers and listeners, so share, like, and subscribe, all that fun stuff. And continue to follow on Twitter at Coastal CSN for content related to all upcoming pods. When we started kicking this idea around, the first moment I thought of for the new segment was DJ Williams' 51 points versus Troy this season for the CCU women's basketball team. And don't worry, we will be talking about this team in a future episode at length. It was a magical night and one that no one in the building will soon forget. 51 points versus the top team in the league at the time with no turnovers. The best performance in all of college basketball last year. We got DJ on the pod on short notice. Thanks to Royce Donovan, our media relations contact for women's basketball. So we thank him and especially her for that. Her energy jumped through the headset during this conversation. And I hope you can enjoy it as much as I did. DJ, before we get to that game, this team was something special in, in 2019 and 20. Uh, what was it like going through your senior season with this group? It was a, a very fun, uh, loving season. It was fun from the beginning. It was um, it was fresh. It felt good. Uh, people were bought in. It was exciting. And I think what uh, held us together throughout the season was that same energy from the beginning. We were just all committed. We all wanted you know to be a force to be reckoned with. And I think uh, we definitely proved that to the league most i can say about it is how fun it was just how awesome mm-hmm. how much i miss it <laughs> it was a lot of fun for us uh in the stands um in the tv truck and all that and the season was also a, a culmination of a long process for you um all the way from your freshman year to being a senior leader um going through your battle with, with cancer and also maturing you know as a into a leader um what has that journey been like up to that point that journey hurt a lot of times. It, uh, you know, when you're young, you don't understand what growth truly is. You know, you're 18, you're out of your parents' house. You think, yeah, I'm grown, I'm grown. And then you, you know, you get life's challenges and, um, you, you learn a lot. And so for me being so far away, being that I had a beat cancer, cancer was one thing on its own. Um, that was, I will give that credit to my family. They were so supportive and so awesome. And I'm glad I had them to help me fight that. And my teammates and my coaches, of course. But this this basketball growth was, was different for me. It was something I wasn't used to. And in the beginning, I struggled. And to get to my senior year and be everything that Coach Jada and her staff believed I could be, 
that was so fulfilling and so honorable. Like I'm honored that I made it that far. You know, it took me five years. I got there. I grew up. Basketball clicked. It was, it, you know, it was all good. And um, that that's what I would say about that is it, it hurt, but I'm so glad it happened. And and you certainly became kind of what everyone saw early on and kind of developed into that. And you were coming into this game, this Troy matchup that we're talking about, mm-hmm. averaging 17 points, seven rebounds, four assists a game. You were leading the league in steals. Um, I mean, at this point, it was already the best season of your career. Kind of, I think you talked about it a little bit. You you were fulfilling what your coaches saw in you. You were having fun. What was going right in 2019-20 for you on the court? I would say just playing to the best of my abilities. And, you know, I put in a lot of work over the summer. And someone asked me, you know, how do you just go out there and perform? And after thinking about it, it's like, why would I work so hard to come out and be shy and, and perform less than what I could? And so I think what I embody, you know, I guess you could say it's that senior mentality is just this could be it on every play, whether it's injury, which thank the Lord it wasn't. If it's, you know, coronavirus, apparently, like you, know, <laughs> you never, you never know. So um, for me, it was just play, play this game like it's your last, but it was every game. And so Troy, I knew it was a must win. Um, I knew it was going to be an exciting matchup like it was when we played at Troy. I knew they were going to come in confident and I knew that I had to be even more confident. What you said about uh, giving your best every time reminds me, my dad was a cross country runner and his favorite runner ever was Steve Prefontaine. And he had a quote that I still go by that it says to give less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. So kind of that's what you were rolling with and in, in this year, this senior year. And, and you mentioned Troy coming up. Um, Troy was number one. We were number two, one game behind him, really just that one loss at Troy behind them. Um, Huge matchup chance to tie it up in the standings. What was the message from from head coach Jada Williams? It was definitely a, a collective effort and it was all about everyone. It was, um, we knew that we would have to lean on each other the entire game. We knew we would have to be connected from head coach to last person on the bench, managers, uh, trainers, players. We knew that our connectivity that week had to be different and it was that it was just another game, you know, people overlook games, people underlook games, and we didn't want to overlook the game that we we missed the game. And it, uh, you know, kind of blew up in our faces. We just said, Hey, Mm -hmm. they're another team. We're another team. They're good. We're good. Uh, you know, let's, let's play, let's have fun. And so it was definitely that, that kind of good positive vibe. You know, I, from the outside, when when we're filming you or I'm just walking around the, the stadium, um, you always seem pretty loose and having a good time. Um, you'll say hi to our camera people. You'll say hi to all the fans. Um, but were you in this game? Were you feeling it a little bit? Um, you know, were you seeing the ball go in the hoop a little bit more pregame? I will say that I woke up different. <laughs> You know, I woke up that day. I don't even think I knew it was game day completely because I just woke up and was like, wow, today feels like something weird's going to happen or like something different or special. And I, I just didn't know what it was. So I kind of was on like hot edge all day, not even about the game, just about just the energy in the air. And I was very kind of like nervous about it. And then it was game day. So 
I was fine with, you know, the basketball aspect, you know, shoot around was shoot around. It was pretty normal. I wouldn't say Mm -hmm. I saw the ball go in more. I just think when the game started, I immediately recognized that Troy was going to let me shoot. And I said, well, if you're going to let me, I'm going to shoot it. I'm not going (laughs) to lose myself to try and, you know, dribble between three people and you're going to give me a wide open shot. I just said, you're going to let me shoot it. I'm going to shoot it confidently. And that's that's what I did. And and this game started off like absolutely flying. Um, It never really slowed down. I mean, I remember I I direct I switched the cameras uh, during these games and um, I looked at my replay guy and we were almost through. We hadn't even got to the, the media timeout in the first. And I looked at him. I said, have you run a replay yet? He said, no, we haven't had time. I mean, it was flying, you know, because the ball wasn't going out of bounds. It was just going in and you guys were running up and down the court. You know, you love the fast break. This team loves the fast break. How fun is that type of game for you? That is the, that's the ultimate game for me. (laughs) (laughs) I run, whether it's offense or defense, you know, defense. Okay. Can I create a turnover? Someone's going too fast. Can I get my hands on the ball? Offensively, it's okay. Who's cutting where? Let the defense make a mistake and let me just kind of read the floor. And so that type of game, I knew coming in, it's going to be fast. So I made sure I was loose. I stretched. (laughs) I stretched. I just said, box out. Just get some rebounds and you got it. And so, um, this this game, I knew it was going to be fun. It's always fun playing Troy because we're so identical, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it just was about uh, I, when I watched the game, the announcer said, you know, who's going to run out of gas first? And I think just with the uh, regiment uh, we had at Coastal, it was not going to be us. And if the game would have went into overtime, it would not have been me. So it was, you know, it was definitely the ideal game. And it was, it was, it was like a playoff game. It was fun. So you're, you're running up and down the court. Troy's letting you shoot. And in the first half, you score 26. At what point? I mean, that's pretty special in itself, scoring 26 and a half. At that point, did you kind of feel something special coming on? Um, What did you have in your head, you know, going into the locker room? The first time I checked the scoreboard, I had already had 20 points. And so I looked at the um, scoreboard and I'm like, whoa, okay. (laughs) All right, I guess I've shot it. Cause you know, I don't necessarily take even 20 shots a game. So I'm like, wow, okay, I already have 20, cool. And then in, you know, going into halftime and I, you know, we're sitting in the locker room and I just told myself, you cannot slow down. (laughs) You can't come out here and get another five. Like, no. Right. You have to keep the pedal to the metal. That means keep running. You know, of course, Coach Jada and her game plan, just keep, you know, just keep pushing. And so while I sat in my chair, I just I just told myself mentally, like, you're you're fine. Drink some water. Stay, stay loose. Stay warm. And, uh, you know, keep playing. It's- you mentioned keeping, you know, the, the foot on the pedal. Um, you guys had a double digit lead early on in the second quarter, um, but never let Troy get back in the game. You know, a Troy, a great Troy team has been really good in the Sunbelt can always go on a run. Um, what did that tell you about your team's attitude that you never let them back in the game? It, I think it shows that we're winners. Um, you know, this game had a lot riding on it and we had every reason to be, I guess, nervous. Well, you know, from other people, you know, you're playing the number one team. They beat you last time They're You guys are one and two in a lot of categories and mm-hmm. it may feel pressured, but for us, it was like, Hey, we're at home. <laughs> They're not going to come in here, 
feel a game from us, you know, we're, we're comfortable. And so I think once we started playing and we got the flow of the game and we saw we were up, we just knew like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're here. We're here to stay. So I think that game was more of a message. You mentioned being at home. What, what was that like as, especially as the season went on, we saw more and more people and more energy in the building. What was the building like? What was the HTC center like that night? Yeah, I don't think I would have had 51 if it wasn't <laughs> as cool as it was. I want to shout out to CCU football team. Because yeah, they were awesome. <laughs> they, they, they were awesome. And and also the other fans, of course, uh, you know, our diehards. But the, the HTC was definitely buzzing. I think it was – I'm sure it was the first half. And I had come and I had a kind of sliced through the lane and I got an and one. And, you know, again, the football team is sitting in the student section and they're, I already have my own energy. <laughs> the team, it's already ecstatic. And so just hearing them scream, it was like electrifying to me, you know, like their energy just like pinged on to what I already had and it bounced to the bench. And we kind of all were just like, ah, like <laughs> we were all kind of jacked. So I would say the building that night was electrifying. Did you kind of feel that 50 was in was within reach? I mean, we never noticed. And I discussed this in my group chat with my students. You know, they they mentioned, you know, she didn't force anything. She made sure that the, the game was over before even showing like a ton of that like celebration type of motion. Um, like you weren't forcing it to get to 50. Yeah, I think at the point uh, I want to say maybe it was the third quarter. All I know is I had 36 at this point because, you know, I kind of. Mm-hmm just take a peek. And so I, and I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of games left. I'm like, wow, I'm 36 and there's so much left. And I, and I, I'm telling myself like, okay, don't, don't force it. Don't look like you want to get 50. I wasn't even thinking 50 really. I was thinking like 45 or so I just kind of, you know, told myself to relax. Don't, don't force up any bad shots. Stay composed. Don't get out of control. And, you know, just take what they give you. Don't, try and take too much. And so I think I did a great job of staying in the flow of the game. I think what's even better than having the 51 and, you know, seven and eight, almost the triple double, but Hey, um, (laughs) it was no turnovers and to just watch myself be so calm and yeah, I just really flowed with the game. I didn't try to do, like I said, do too much or do too little. And I think that is what I'm most proud of is I didn't turn the ball over. Shout out to my teammates. It was all natural, which is, which is really cool to see. And, um, you know, after that, after the game ends, obviously a massive win for the team, huge that you score 51. Um, you jumped on the scorers table. Kobe. <laughs> yeah. Kobe jumping in, um, you know, going high five in the crowd a little bit with your team. What was that feeling? What, what was going through your mind at that point? I just wanted to say thank you. I felt, you know, honored, honestly. And, um, you know, at this point, Kobe had already passed away and I'm Los Angeles kid, a Cali kid. And, um, so <laughs> my entire room is Lakered out. So I'm a diehard fan. So I was, you know, of course, heartbroken, but it felt like that was like for him. You know, mm-hmm. I had played played a game already and I tried to miss a free throw on purpose <laughs> and I ended up with 25 instead of 24. And so then I came uh, and I, okay. 
Right, right. So I was like, ah, oh, man, uh, oops. <laughs> but I was like, maybe I literally threw the ball at the basket. So I'm like, that was Kobe saying, no, we don't miss free throws. I, I felt like it was him, and that's why I kind of jumped on the scores table because, you know, that's kind of what he did. And so I just felt like it was my way of saying thank you to him and thank you to the fans and everyone else. After after the game, um, not only that, you know, that that circle in that uh, kind of talk after the game that you guys do on the court, um, but in the locker room, what was what was the feeling? What were your teammates doing? Were they hyping you up a little bit? And, and was your phone blown up by the time you got back to it in the locker room? Yeah, yeah, my family was like, oh my gosh, you're 51, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, my family, I walk into the locker room and there my teammates are standing with water. So I'm like, oh man, they about to get me. And sure enough, they soaked me in water. Um, it was definitely celebratory there on their, you know, Snapchats. Oh my gosh, 51, 51, baller, the goat. So it was definitely exciting, surreal. It felt like we had, it, you know, won a championship. It was so like this great thing. And for me, it kind of was like, ah, I'm happy we won. 51 was cool, but I'm happy we won. And it still kind of sounds weird. Like I have 51 points in a game. Like it doesn't sound weird as in I'm not capable, but it's like, that's, that's, that's so dope. And so, right. I think when it really kind of struck is ESPN. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know, seeing the, my little snippet on ESPN, I was like, oh my gosh. Cause I had, I was watching the top 10 and I was like, wouldn't it be crazy if I made the top 10? And so I watched it. I don't make it. I'm like, oh, whatever. <laughs> and yep. so, nah, next, what's next? And so then I ended up getting on uh, the best thing um, he had saw that day. And so that was just, that's when I knew like, wow, okay, I did do something like drastic or, you know. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I, I kind of thought back about it cause I, I stayed up and made sure I never watch his show cause I go to bed way before midnight. 13 years ago, um, we had a, a number two play, um, that Scott Van Pelt when he had just started ESPN, it was a men's basketball buzzer beater mm-hmm. and he called it. Um, and then I thought it was really cool that, you know, 13 years later, you, you let off his show because of your performance. And now he's like one of the big names at, at the network. So that was, that was really cool for all of us to kind of see not only that development, but so proud of, of seeing what you had done. And he made a point of, um, mentioning that that was the most that anyone had scored in all of college basketball, male, female, doesn't matter. How cool was that kind of? You, you were talking about it just a, just a second ago, how, yeah, you're capable of it, but this is something that literally had not been done this year. Uh, that is awesome. That is like bragging rights times 10. And it's funny because I can't wait to tell this story to like my kids. And I'm like, yeah, in college I had 51. And they're like, yeah, you know, mom, you weren't that, like, you weren't that good. And I can prove it. And I'm like, yeah, I had yep. 51, the only athlete that year. And so um, that's definitely just its own glory. No one to thank but, uh, you know, God and I'm just grateful. Like that's history. If, if I had nothing else, since we didn't get to, you know, finish our season, at least I, I kind of got that. And so that's how I look at it is it's going to be a great, awesome story to tell one day. And I'm, I'm honored. And you, you mentioned, um, 
not being able to to play in the conference tournament and this season ended before it should. And you mentioned the coronavirus and everything kind of shutting down because of that. But when you look back even beyond the 51 points, which is something that, you know, I'll talk about for a long time, you should talk about forever, but what else do you take away from this season? Cause it, it was really special to see, at least from our end, I can only imagine from your side. I just see so much love. If there's anything I've gotten out of this entire season, it is love and, and respect and the love and respect that I have for my teammates, my coaches, the university, the staff like yourself, you know, our media people, people, the janitors who keep the courts clean, the locker room. Like this year just brought so much light into my life um, as far as what I want to do with my professional career. You know, I think it definitely put me on the map this year as far as having 51. And I think when people go back and they look and they're like, OK, she, she did more than have 51 points. Definitely a legacy um, I've left behind, but out of everything, I'm grateful. So it's certainly something that'll open the door for people that are that are taking a look at you. And, and then it shows, you know, they, they're able to dig deeper and, and see what type of player you really are all the way through. But that 51 definitely gets your foot in the door. So that's really cool uh, in terms of your professional uh, prospects. Um, but DJ, thanks for your time. Um, thank you for everything you've done for Coastal Women's Basketball, for this university and athletic department. And um, thanks for sharing uh, some memories from that night. Of course. Thank you. I'm, I'm so happy I was able to, to do it. Thank you again to DJ. It really was a pleasure to see her grow into the player and leader she became here at Coastal while still having fun out on the court. More to come on this segment next week. Maybe even a name. You shoot us your ideas on at Coastal CSN as you share this podcast around. That's on Twitter. And who knows? Maybe we'll use it. Up next on Thursday, March 26th, a more on-brand episode that fits the name of this podcast. We'll talk to Jenna Order of the 2014 volleyball team. Jenna was a senior that year that had already been through two championship game defeats before the shots got over that hump and won that championship along with head coach Joseph Foreman. Really enjoyed our conversation, catching up with Jenna and seeing how CCU has helped her in her career as she's now an assistant at Middle Tennessee State. Great insight from Jenna on that one. Thank you again for listening to the Shawnee Years podcast. Remember to keep on sharing it, keep on liking, keep on subscribing, and we'll talk to you next time.